Oh my gosh. We are feeling the Christmas vibes here. God bless. Guys, it's Friday and we're feeling the vibes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You're listening to KBVU 97.5 DH. And this is Stone Shenanigans, episode number one. I'm your host, Mr. Isaac Stone. And I have another guest here with me this week. That's four guests in a row. We're doing pretty good, I'd say. Uh, this week, my dear friend, Joshua Wolcott, is here with us. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? You are. You sound amazing. Thank you. You sound amazing on the mic. You just have that voice, man. <laughs> that distinct voice. It's you just know, amazing. I've been told I have the voice for radio, and I've also been just as many times told that I have the face for radio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but just I, I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm calling you out or anything. But did you say the first episode of Stone Shenanigans? I could have sworn you said welcome to the first episode. And I know this is not the first episode. I, I don't think to so. Your first episode. I don't think this, this. I said that. I don't know. You might have. If I did. Well, geez, what am I doing? Well, geez. what am I doing? Anyways, guys, it's a winter wonderland here in beautiful Storm Lake, Iowa. Yes. My goodness. We got some snow last night. And, you know, last night when it was snowing, everyone was kind of, like, freaking out. Oh, there's going to be this huge snowstorm and everything. And at night, it wasn't even that cold. And it was kind of taking its sweet time, snowing. Yeah. It was it was, it was, was pretty cold. I was not a fan of being outside at the time. But it. I always say the snow is never anywhere close to as bad as they say that it's going to be. Yeah. Um, if they say they expect 10 inches, I expect there to be three. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I we still got a decent amount, but I don't remember where, but somewhere nearby they got a foot. Yeah, and over in New York, they had like 6 feet. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Pretty wild down there in New York, but do you, do you remember the polar vortex that we had a few years ago in Iowa? The it was, polar vortex. I, it was I think our junior year of high school, the polar vortex. I don't know. It was like I don't know if I remember that. Longest snowstorm. I remember I was shoveling the driveway, and after the plows came through, the hill at the edge of the driveway was taller than me. Um, you know, I do remember. We've had some pretty big snowstorms mm-hmm. over the <laughs> over yeah. the years, and we got Austin West and Joshua Tiggs over outside this window right here. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, always a pleasure. Love those guys. Um, man. I lost my train of thought now. Thanks, we talking, guys. We were talking about weather. Jeez. Yeah, we've had some pretty awful snowstorms over the years. Really I remember have. back in the day when we were in school. We're snow still s- in school. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> back when school could get canceled for us. we can, yeah. School doesn't get canceled for us here no. at college. They say, no. just walk across the street. Come on. It's yeah, not that far. You don't have to be able One time I counted it. I think it took me like 47 seconds to uh, get to one of my classes. So, during a snowstorm? Well, not during a snowstorm, but while it was like super cold outside. It was a time, uh, I think last year, where they said, like, try not to be outside for more than like two minutes or else you'll get frostbite. And so mm-hmm. I counted my walk from the science center back to my uh, the doors of PW, and it took me like 30 to 40 seconds. That's That sounds awful. Yeah. It was... It was not a fun 30 to 40 seconds, no. I can tell you that much. It probably was a long 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah. No, but dude, I remember back when we were in like middle school, high school, and when snow days would happen, school mm-hmm. would either get two-hour late starts or early outs or even no school. Those mm-hmm. days were the, the best. Man, I remember when I was younger, and I would get woken up by one of my parents saying, hey, like it's a snow day today, so don't worry about getting up. And you're just like, oh, man. 
it's such a great feeling. It is such a great feeling. It's the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I miss those days. Me too. Now we have to go to class every day, despite the weather being awful. Sometimes classes do get canceled. For example, my 8 a.m. Uh, was canceled today because my professor has an hour-long drive here. And he was waiting to drive here until the roads were in a better condition after they had, like, salt on them and stuff. So I didn't have my 8 a.m. this morning. You are so um, lucky. And I've had some classes in the past. I know freshman year, my uh, English class was uh, canceled one day because my professor couldn't get out of her driveway. So Jeez. sometimes you'll have a class scheduled, but we typically don't cancel all of classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. School just does... You don't get, like, notifications like, hey, there's no school, no classes for everybody mm. today. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't gotten lucky with any of my class. I don't think any of my classes have been canceled at really? all this semester. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I could be wrong. Eh, who cares? Anyways, I'm going to throw it to a quick break here. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about all kinds of movies we like. Yeah. Breaking Bad. I've been watching oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. I've been keeping Wolcott updated on my Breaking Bad experience. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that after the break. But I'm going to throw it to Pitiful by Weird Al Yankovic. Love Weird Al. I'm and a big Weird Al fan. Wolcott's got a cool story about Weird Al for us mm-hmm. after the break. But I'm going to throw it to that. You're listening to 97.5 KBVU The Edge. Hey, that was pretty good, man. I tell you what, you are listening to KBVU 97.5, The Edge! And this is not the first episode of Stone Shenanigans, let's make that clear. It is the, I think it's the seventh episode, so, hey, we made it to seven, that's pretty cool. Real proud Um, of you. I forgot to mention, this is the semester finale of Stone Shenanigans, this will be the last uh, radio show that I'll do this semester. Um, But I do plan on continuing the show next semester, so we're very excited for that. But that's not the case right now. I got wool cut here. Let's talk video games, man. All right. I think the Game Awards were last night, weren't they? Yes, and there was a... I don't know if I'd say it's controversial, but there was a there was an interesting news story surrounding it. What is that? Um, because some random guy got up on stage after the Game of the Year was announced and started talking and wanting to thank Bill Clinton for something. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. And he got arrested. Um, Live on the air? Uh, I don't think he was arrested on air. He was arrested after the showcase was over. Okay. Um, but he just, like, appeared on stage and just started talking in the microphone with the Elden Ring developers. Um, oh, Elden Ring got Game of the Year? Elden Ring got Game oh, of the Year. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Um, so that that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never played Elden Ring. I don't really want to play Elden Ring. It's not my kind of game. So I don't know if I feel like it deserved Game of the Year, but it seemed like enough people enjoyed it. So good do we, on you, Elden Ring. Do we know uh, the other games that were nominated? No, but I could try to look them up. Yeah, let's let's right, let's, let's get on the case of that. But what's been your game lately? Um, well, the sequel to one of my favorite VR games just came out last week, so I have been living in virtual reality for there the last week. Um, it's The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners Chapter Two Retribution. Um, it's awesome. It's a little buggy right now. It's having some issues running, um, but that's because it's new. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is they were under a strict deadline with Meta. Um, so 
it, that's probably part of the reason that it isn't working mm-hmm. in a pristine way right now. Um, yeah. But it, it'll get better. And so it's on the Quest 2 right now, which is just the Meta Quest 2 headset, but it releases for PC VR in February. Mm-hmm. And because I bought it for the Quest 2, I automatically get it for free on the PC when it comes out. So I'm going to play through the game again on PC where it'll have better graphics and it'll run more smoothly and it'll look a lot cooler and probably be a lot scarier because it looks a lot better. Yeah, so, that's but- amazing. Um, the other games that were nominated for Game of the Year, A Plague Tale, Requiem? Requiem. Requiem. There we go. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I think God of War should have gotten it. I haven't even played it. But I, I haven't either. It. I played the first, well, not the first one. Technically, it's God of War 4, but of this like new version of God of War. Yeah, and like the, I played for the, the last PS4, one. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played the last one, and... It it's was amazing. amazing. Holy cow. It's amazing, I, dude. It's so well made. And it, they did something that I've never seen in a video game before, where if you sat down and you played all of God of, God of War in one playthrough without dying, the camera does not cut a single time. The entire thing is a one-shot. It's, really? And it's a seamless transition from gameplay to cutscene and cutscene to oh, gameplay. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Like, the camera does not cut. And I think that's insane. That is insane. Because even games like, you look at... Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, and it cuts all the time. Yeah, um, it, it does. Mainly because, you know, it's supposed to kind of look like a movie, which it does. And mm-hmm. I d- did Red Dead Redemption 2 get Game of the Year? I'm I know at least at Arthur that. Morgan's actor got, like, best portrayal. And it's the same with God of War. The uh, Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge, mm-hmm. who voiced Kratos, yes. got a voice actor of the mm-hmm. year, which that is a huge dub. Yes. That is and a huge I, dub. Kratos is amazing because he's just so intimidating. He's just like, boy. <laughs> he's all like, read it, boy. In the direction of deer. Like, I hate to, just... I hate to say it, but um, the year Red Dead Redemption Two was nominated, they did not win. Are you serious? God of War did. Uh, okay, I guess it's, that's. It's allowed. such a hard. That year was one of the best years for video mm-hmm. games, and man, oh man, oh my gosh, it could have been. You could have went either way, honestly, with yeah, Red honestly, Dead or God of War. If, if I were the deciding vote, I'd probably pick Red Dead Two, but they both were phenomenal. Dude, oh my gosh, Red Dead Two, I was a mess, emotional mm-hmm. mess when I, I played was. that game, dude. The story is so. God, oh it's, and I'm playing through for, for like the fourth time right now on my new computer <laughs> that I built over yeah, the summer. Yeah. And on this new computer, it looks like it's real life, man. It's, it's so insane. good. It's so good. Dude. Um, and there's so many little details that just mm-hmm. bring the world to life. And yeah. And um, I I also really like just seeing how far VR has come. It really um, has. I remember come a just long a few way. years ago when you couldn't really play anything; you would just see things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the first VR games came out, and they looked awful. But it was just like, whoa, it's virtual reality. That's awesome. And now the Quest Two is out, and VR is affordable, and it's fun, and it's way more interactive, and it's only getting better. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember one of my buddies back in high school. He got a VR. Well, I think it was an Oculus, and. I remember I remember playing Beat Saber for the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, what an experience that was. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. I like Beat Saber. Jeez. I can't get enough of Beat Saber. But um yeah, VR is really kind of it's I'm very happy with where it's going and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what's to come for oh, VR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz um there's just there's so many good VR games out there. Mm-hmm. Uh like I was talking about The Walking Dead. Um, Saints and Sinners Chapter 1 and 2 are both phenomenal, great story-rich games with a lot of interactivity. And obviously, you know, I've made it a pretty pretty clear uh, 
for anyone who knows me that I'm a big fan of The Walking big Dead. Big fan. I Huge love fan. The Walking Huge Dead. Huge fan. Yep. Um, and it's not just that. There's a game called Blade and Sorcery. Um, yes. Very, very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do bring up the ethical question. You know, the, the question of violence in video games has been brought up a lot in the past. Um, and I think introducing it into virtual reality um, is bringing some of that conversation back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially with how brutal some can be, especially in VR. Because now instead of pushing a button, you in a way are like physically doing it yourself. So I think some people kind of bring that into question. Um, me personally, I don't. Um but we talked about that in my computer science class last year. We were talking about virtual reality and the implications of violence in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I imagine that the graphics in VR are just phenomenal. So it, They can be, yeah, when, um, when you're depending doing, on what you're playing it on. Yeah. Um, I know, like I said, on my computer, Blade and Sorcery is known for being a pretty violent game, especially because there's a lot of mods that you can get that make it even more violent that I may or may not have some of. Uh, <laughs> because I just – it look and. I mean, even by itself, the game just looks phenomenal. The textures mm-hmm. are so pristine, um, and just different core mechanics of the game are pretty brutal. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, um, but I I think the game is really enjoyable. And I the the what I brought up in my computer science class was if you can't differentiate between wearing a clunky headset on your face and beating up a virtual human being and doing it in real life <laughs> yeah, yeah. then i think you have an issue yeah but mm-hmm. like For there's sure. still such a difference because obviously i'm not in actual like combat with another human being and so it's just <laughs> yeah it, it was an interest an interesting conversation to get into mm-hmm. yeah for sure but my game recently has been the new call of duty mm-hmm. I, i'm a huge call of duty fan and that game i tell you what the the call of duty that came before that uh, this new one, mm-hmm. Vanguard, yeah. awful, terrible, mm-hmm. would not recommend it. But this new one, Modern Warfare 2, you know, it the battle pass, the way they do the battle pass is kind of different. You have like these like columns and in each column, uh, there's like five things you can unlock in each column. And in order, you got to unlock them with tokens. And in order to get those tokens, you just got to play the game. And I think that's pretty sick. Hmm. And the guns on this game are pretty awesome too. Yeah. And of course, Warzone, I'm, I'm a huge Warzone fan. Mm-hmm. So I've been vibing with that. And, you know, I just, I love talking to random people and talking, <laughs> talking a little smack on the uh, game chat. That's always fun. I, I have personally always been a fan of single player games or co-op games. Um, I, I just, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in PVP. Um, I, cause you know, sometimes at the end of the day, you just want to feel like a superhero like you just want to feel like nothing can stop you mm-hmm. and so I, I i played call of duty when i was younger but i don't really play it a whole lot anymore mm-hmm. um so that's why i play games like red dead redemption 2 or um different vr games that or are god single player war. or god of war mm-hmm. um a lot, lot of single player games take up the majority of my library um you know maybe some people would say it's because i have no friends but i say it's because i just like single player games oh come on <laughs> oh come on <laughs> um and yeah i I've just I've just always preferred the the single player because I can I'm a pretty busy guy and so it's nice being able to play it like at my pace, you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely, yeah. And single play player games, like story games, when you're playing a really good game that has a phenomenal story, that like that's just the life because mm-hmm. you're just sitting there vibing playing the game. Yeah. Doesn't matter like what's going on in your life, you're focused on this game and this was like me during like when I was playing Red Dead Redemption when it first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, high schooler and upper class years in high school. And, you know, it was it was kind of tough. 
But, you know, playing games like Red Dead, like, you know, and Spider-Man also. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, Spider-Man. Th- that was, oh my gosh, was Spider-Man nominated? I got to check. While, while you're checking that, it, yes, I, it was. Uh, another thing about um, Red Dead is oh I remember gosh. I played it on my Xbox One the first time I played it. Um, and that kind of game my family isn't a huge fan of, you mm-hmm. know. Um, they are. I, me and my brothers are big into video games. No one else in my family is. Um, and my grandparents were never a huge fan of like um, excessive violence. My parents don't like excessive cursing, which that game has both of. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> very much so. Uh, but I do remember there was a time uh, my grandma walked through the living room while I was playing it, and I was just riding my horse through some you know open plain off to go do some mission. And my mom stopped. Uh, my grandma stopped for a little bit, and she you know turned and watched for a little bit, and then she goes like, "What are you watching?" So I hold up the controller. I'm like, I'm playing. And she's just like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then walks out of the room and I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you and I are kind of different with that because the reason I got into video games was because of my dad. My dad mm-hmm. was a huge gamer. Yeah. And I'll never forget, uh, I think he was playing on the PS2. He was playing cr- the original Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. on the PS2. And that was the first video game I've ever like seen like in person. Like somebody playing, I was a I was a young buck. Yeah, um, still wearing diapers, <laughs> like three years old, four years old. I, I can't believe I still remember that. I remember. But, I don't remember what got me into it, but I remember my mom telling me that even when I was like two years old, I figured out how to open up the games on the family computer, um, and uh, other than those, like when my my mom would work at home, and I would be playing games on the computer downstairs, um, and I figured out how to how to work them, and then. Um, when I was in early elementary school, we got a PlayStation two. Um, we got it from another family. My parents bought it off them. I still remember, um, several years later, my dad telling me that he regretted buying us a video game console because I spent all my time on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I look back on a lot of those old games that we played and they were absolutely fantastic. Made a, made up a big portion of my childhood, spent a lot of time with friends and family, playing those games like i'd play games with my brothers a lot or we'd watch each other play games and we got the ps2 and then eventually we got an xbox 360 i still remember that christmas day when we got it um and just how much uh we freaked out because i remember uh, my oldest brother like picked up the box while it was wrapped and he he was like i can tell this is an xbox um and uh that christmas was on a sunday and so we went to church and then the entire time we were there we were thinking about how there's probably an xbox sitting <laughs> under the tree at home there's, we're so probably we gonna home, have an xbox when we, we get home, home <laughs> and we run over and we finally start getting to open gifts and we open the family gift because we had gifts for us personally and then like family gifts that just had wolcott on them mm-hmm. and so we opened that one and it was an xbox 360 and a bunch of games amazing I remember that morning. Nothing better than that, man. Mm-hmm. And so I've been I've been playing video games for my entire life. Same. Um, and it's definitely my go-to hobby. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty much Absolutely. all of my free time or like 95% of my free time that I'm not working on school stuff, I spend playing video games because that's just my main hobby. It's, or I'm, it's the best. And yeah. even when I go over to my friend's suite, a lot of, like a couple days a week, I bring my VR headset over and we all play VR and we take turns watching each other on the screen. Um, and so, yeah, it's a and pretty big part. It really is the best time just playing games with friends or family. You know, me and my brother, we spent many, many hours playing 
really old like super mario games for the wii mm-hmm. wii sports even lego games like lego star wars oh, we spent yes. hours playing lego my, star wars my for mom the wii. was a huge fan of lego games she um she got 100 percent on like 10 different lego games mm-hmm. that was her her game series with <laughs> lego games in fact every christmas she would get a new lego game mm-hmm. um whether it was for the playstation 2 or the wii or the xbox 360 or the xbox one um so it was Amazing times, man. Uh, it, it really was. Um, and I remember my dad, he he got into video games himself a little bit, but he played a lot of League of Legends and World of Warcraft. He played mm-hmm. World of Warcraft for a long time. Um, in fact, his username for his Blizzard account was what I inspired my username to be, um, and I just tweaked it a little bit. But I remember him and my brothers played WoW all the time. I never really got into WoW. It's not really my kind mm-hmm. of game. Yeah, me neither. RPGs. I wasn't a big fan of WoW yeah. either. Uh, I played it a little bit. Um off and on throughout the years, but I never could really stick with it. Um, but my oldest brother, Michael, and my other brother, Steven, I think are the only two who still play it semi-consistently now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so everyone in my family has has been big video game people in the past. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, and me and my brothers are still going strong with that now. So Same here. Me and my, every time I hear some like news about a new game coming out, I always text my brother, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Yeah. Or even the new Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. that's going to come out next year. I asked him what his thoughts on Chris Pratt being Mario, <laughs> and he goes, "I don't. It's not appropriate. But <laughs> it's not radio appropriate. It's not radio appropriate. But hey, we've been talking for a while. I'm going to throw it to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with." We'll cut's very interesting story about Weird Al. Oh, yes, the Weird Al I can't stories. wait to hear it. Yes. But for now, we're going to throw it to Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. That one's for you, Clayton Van Horn, if you're listening. Uh, this is KBVU 97.5, The Edge. That was Joy to the World by Pentatonics. And I gotta tell you, you're listening to KBVU 97.5, The Edge! Woo! Yeah! And guys, it's Friday. Have a day. Have a great day. Have Go a make blessed it a great day. day. Have a, make it a great day. I like to say make it a great day. Rather mm-hmm. than telling you what day to have, I want you to make it the best that it can be. Absolutely. That's a, that's a from Free Guy, right? No, that's from my high school principal. Oh, really? Yeah. I learned that from Free Guy, though. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I got my boy Joshua Wolcott here, and he's actually got a very interesting story to tell us about yes. going to a Weird Al concert. Yes. So um, I have two Weird Al stories, actually. Oh, boy. Um, the first one won't take as long, I don't think. So when I was in middle school, I've been a big Weird Al fan for most of my life, right? He's been he, making music since long before I was born. He even rapped White and Nerdy when we were, dur- mm-hmm. during a commercial break, yeah. he rapped White and Nerdy, dude. Um, it blew me away. So he, uh, I, I've been a big fan of him for a long time. And when I was in middle school, I was in a group, pro- I was in a partner project in a social studies class and we were allowed to listen to music on our laptops that day. Um, oh, that's awesome. And so, um, 
I was working with my partner and I wanted to show him White and Nerdy because it's a funny song. So I show it to him and I'm like going along with the song and I'm like reciting the song. Um, and he's like, dude, that's insane. And so he starts turning it up really loud and he's like, Mrs. O'Brien, you got to listen to this. I'm like, oh no, I don't, I don't know about that. And she was like, Hey, you know what? It's Friday. Like whatever, just do it. And I was like, okay. So I so he restarts the song and I'm going back through it and I'm like going and going and going. I do the whole song and all the super fast parts. And, um, she's like, wow. And then our, um, I don't remember what his official job title was, but he's for like at risk students. So students that are like, um, struggling with grades and other things, um, and he coordinates like paraeducators for all the struggling yeah. students. Mm-hmm. Um, he came into the room after I was done, and Mrs. O'Brien was like, "Mr. Dalton, you got to listen to this. Joshua, do it again." Oh my! <laughs> and gosh. so I do it again, and he sits there and he's watching, <laughs> and the song ends. And he's like, "You could drop out of school," and I was like, "Sir, uh, <laughs> don't don't tempt me." <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Of all the people to tell me that at a school right now." Um, but <laughs> secondly, uh, so I was uh, I don't remember. I think I was in middle school. Uh, or maybe it was early high school. I know me, my dad, and one of my brothers, um, we got to go to a Weird Al concert in Council Bluffs. And I remember my dad telling me that he wanted to get tickets for it. And I'm like, you absolutely should get tickets to it because he had just released a new album. I think it was his mandatory fun album. And that's when he did a parody of um, – it's it's called Foil. It's a parody of Royals. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he that's – it's not the same album that he has Party in the CIA – but um, he <laughs> he he did Tacky, which is a parody of Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I've heard a whole that bunch one. of stuff like that. And so um, I was like, yes, we definitely should get these tickets. So he was like, okay, we're gonna go to Council Bluffs. We're gonna see this concert. I'm like, awesome. So me, my dad, and my brother get in the car, and it's at this casino place in Council Bluffs. And we park in the parking lot. We walk around the venue. And we get there like way before the concert mm-hmm. starts. And I remember. We weren't at the front of the line, but we were like 40 people back. Like we were pretty close to the front. Yeah. Um, and we're so excited. We stood in line for like an hour. And um, my dad doesn't run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Not a big runner? No, but he ran. Oh, because it was wow. a it was a general admitted a general admission only concert, right? Just a big open like grass area. Um, okay. And so as we're walking up to the front of the venue, or as we're walking to the venue, we can see Weird Al doing a sound check, and he was doing um, "Smells Like Nirvana," which is a Nirvana parody, uh-huh. like um, "Smells Like smells Teen like Spirit." Teen Spirit. Yeah. And so I see him up there, and he's just like, "What is this song all about?" Like, Dad, it's him! It's him! And so that is um, awesome. He, we're all like holding our lawn chairs and stuff. And he starts like running towards the front of the venue. And there's this line where it's like behind this line, you can set chairs in front of it is standing only. So we put it like right on that line. Um, and we stood up at the front of the crowd for a little bit, but I was a little smaller at the time. So I wasn't there for too long, but, um, he comes out doing tacky and mm-hmm. sort of like, um, in the music video where it's like following Pharrell Williams around places. It's, yeah. um, uh, Weird Al's on the other end of the casino, and he's wa- he walks outside when the song starts, and he starts singing, and we can see him on the big screen up on the stage, and we see him come in through the side of the venue, and everyone starts like freaking out, like Whoa, that's he's so here. cool. That's and there's awesome. a there's a bunch of people wearing different clothing things like that are Weird Al references, mm-hmm. like the tin foil hats and and reference to foil or like these specific um like outfits from white and nerdy um and all sorts of stuff and he played a bunch of his classic songs so he played like eat it fat party in the cia 
um, yeah, white and nerdy, the last or not yeah. the last Jedi. Um, his big Star Wars song that's a parody mm-hmm. of American Pie. That yeah. was how he ended it, right? And so I'm singing along to all these songs. I know what all of them are about. Um, and he's got his accordion. He's going nuts and he's so freaking awesome. out. Legendary. And I remember um, he finishes what looks like it's gonna be the last song. It's this big like big moment, and like one of the band members comes over and puts like a towel on him as if he's like a boxer, and he's like, "I just can't take it no more." I and he like walks off the stage. All the lights turn off, and people are chanting. They're like, weird out, weird out. And I remember they started chanting, let's get weird. Let's get weird, <laughs> and, baby. Um, finally, all the lights turn back on, and we see a line of stormtroopers on the stage. And we all know what's coming. So we're like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so we see we um, we see Darth Vader come onto the stage. And then uh, and it, these are like super accurate costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like they look like they were on the sets of the movies. And suddenly he walks on with like the little ponytail get up in his Jedi robe. And he just starts going like, a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, "Wow!" It, it was awesome. Me and my dad, my brother, had such a good time because my dad started showing me Weird Al music when I was really little. Yeah, and it was definitely a really good bonding experience with my dad and my brother That's to be awesome, able to see man. him live in concert. That is amazing. Um, and it's, I think it's still one of the best concerts I've ever been to, just because of that nostalgia feeling and seeing him like segue onto the stage for White and Nerdy on an actual segue. Or when he came on in his Amish outfit for Amish Paradise, like Dude, he goes, so many costume changes. It's is, insane. Is Amish Paradise? Uh, is Gangsta's Paradise. Oh my God. And it's so <laughs> I didn't funny. know that. It's so good. It, it seems like Weird Al is one of those guys that goes all out for all of his shows. He really does. He's just one of a kind. And That's amazing. And how quickly he changes costumes is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, and he does like compilations of, or mashups of like a bunch of his old music. Mm-hmm. So he did like another one, Rides the Bus. Mm-hmm. Um, which yep. is another one by Sadus. And then he yes. followed it up with his piano of uh, his piano, his parody of Piano Man, piano Man um, which yep. is about um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I have a video uh, on my Facebook of him like doing another one, Rise the Bus. And he has his accordion. He's like, and another one down and another town gone. Another one, Rise the Bus. <laughs> and then a band member walks up to him and sticks a harmonica on his mouth. And he just starts going, da, 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 da. And everyone's like, yeah, that's so legendary, man. Like, Going to like a Weird Al concert just seems like it seems like the best time. It was oh, seems like it a, was amazing. an amazing time. Another concert that'd be fun to go to, Tenacious D. Do you yeah. know who Tenacious D is? I don't listen it's, to Tenacious D. You don't listen? Mm-hmm. Well, they're kind of like those goofy guys. Maybe even Bo Burnham too. Oh, those Bo concerts Burnham would be, be amazing. Awesome. Just I like those those comedy guys who, in most of their songs, incorporate just the funny appeal and they're just fun to listen to and i bet you going to their concerts they go mm-hmm. all out and they make oh, it a yeah. good time for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's- and the same goes for like joji too i don't know if you know the the like past of joji but you know mm-hmm. you remember filthy frank yeah that's joji really okay. yeah all right yep interesting you didn't know that no i i i've never listened to joji so i didn't know oh okay well yeah um Filthy Frank, as you know, was this crazy guy, crazy mm-hmm. guy, crazy memer. And Joji still, there's still a little Frank left in Joji, I feel like. <laughs> and he still incorporates that in his concerts. And I really badly want to go to a Joji concert and yeah. Tenacious D. And just, there's so many people I want to see. I think the only person I've seen that I like actually listen to is Post Malone Okay, so far. I would like to go to a Posty concert. That would be cool. Posty's, po- I went to Posty in, back in September of this year and Posty, Man, does he put on a show. Yeah. And it was his first, it was actually his first show on his uh, 12 Carat Tour. 
Oh, okay. Which was in Omaha, Nebraska. Man, that was an experience. He, I can I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. He, I, uh, he cares a lot about the people and putting mm-hmm. on a show and making sure everybody's having a good time. It was amazing. He's he played, such a chill dude. He's such an awesome guy. He played all of his classic songs. Mm-hmm. He played even some of his new songs. I knew all of his new songs. And my buddy, Nikki, shout out to Nikki. Yeah. Uh, he was like, you really do know all these songs, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Was, I'm like... He's my favorite. He's Man. the best. And I see videos of Post Malone. It's so funny. I saw one where this guy is in some restaurant or something trying to use Shazam to identify a song. It's a Post Malone song. And you hear someone go like, who is it, man? And then the guy turns his phone over onto Post Malone. He's like, who is it? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> so Classic. Funny. Classic um, video, man. Yeah. And I, I want... I'd really like to go to a Machine Gun Kelly concert. I really wanted to go to his concert for his tickets to my downfall tour, um, but I wasn't able to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But this is it, for my Spotify Wrapped. It was my second year in a row that Machine Gun Kelly was my top artist of the year. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Machine Gun Kelly. My my top five artists of the year is kind of all over the place because right after Machine Gun Kelly was Morgan Wallen. So I don't know if that really, uh, if that would really connect. Yeah, <laughs> Morgan Wallen and Machine Gun Kelly. It just means you. You're a very diverse music listener. Yes, I, I have a very eclectic music taste, mm-hmm. um, and I'm proud of it. Do you want? Did I tell you my minutes for Spotify Wrapped this year? I don't think you did. Do you want to take a guess at how many minutes I listen to Spotify this year? Forty thousand. No. More. More. Sixty thousand. More. Eighty thousand. More. Hundred thousand. More. Oh my gosh! Two hundred. More. How much is it? You got to tell 218, me. Two hundred eighteen thousand two hundred seventy-five minutes. <sighs> That's over like a third of the year. <laughs> okay. Because there's 525,600 minutes in a year. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 218,000 minutes out of the 525,600 minutes in a year. And how much of that was the BB Hendel? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Man, I love the BB Hendel. I'm very thankful you showed me that song. I, I'm glad you enjoy it. It's such a good song. And we listen to it before every production. We're At gearing up before, for like volleyball or basketball yeah. or something, and we just hear some Japanese techno chicken yodeling. It's the best. It gets us all going, man. Yeah. It gets us ready. And I still listen to it. It made it to my <laughs> most listened yeah, to songs yeah, playlist this year. So <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Nah, but I think we'll wrap it up here. Wolcott, I thank you so much for joining us yeah, no problem. on the semester finale of Stone Shenanigans. We were very happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Bless. Um, Guys, uh, that's all from me for this semester. I hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas, enjoy it, and a Happy New Year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll see you guys in January. We'll we'll be back, and I'll be ready for you guys. I'll have hopefully I'll have a guest ready for you guys. We'll see. I'm sure you'll have plenty of stories to tell. Oh, I'll have lots of stories to tell. I'm always I'm full of stories, you know. Of course, that's what we do. We're that's we tell stories. We mm-hmm. tell stories. But, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll throw it to Come On Eileen, and you are listening to KBVU 97.5, The Hedge.